Ladies and gentlemen, stand here for the Bulldog Fans Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt and Scott, on their way down the tunnel at ANZ Stadium, on their way to the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Go up as one for Matt and the NRL Bulldogs Podcast. How good is it, Scotty, that we've got Steve Allen introducing us every week? I get goosebumps. I feel like I'm going down the tunnel of Ains at Stadium. <laughs> oh, good on Steve, and thank you again for that. Well, Scotty, last week we got our first win of the season. How sweet was that? Oh, Party Central. I was pretty excited. I'm still excited. I'm still on a high, and we're already starting uh, round five tonight <laughs> with the recording. So yeah, well, I'm on a high. I suppose that's what happens when uh, you got the Queen's birthday game on. The extra extra day of footy. Uh, first half, uh, or the first, what, 15 minutes, Scotty? Not great for the handling. No, the it was, I thought it was uh, very much... Thought the first, I thought the Dragons were on. I thought they were running, marching down us a bit and um, making a few metres. And then I think since they went for the two points, I think that was the, the that was it for them. <laughs> the game there, is a, uh, there is a theory out there, isn't it? If you kick to go to Lille Art and lose the game. Mm. I don't know what the stats are to back that up. Uh, it's not one of my theories, but uh, I've heard that a few times. Uh, yeah, after the first 15 minutes, I was like, I was so frustrated. I was like, this is not going to go our way. Uh, and I was terribly disappointed with the way they were performing. Um, but I think they then went on to complete the next 22 sets. Mm, they did, like, almost, I think they were 90 some, 98% or 97% in the second half with their set handling as well. And there was one at one stage... They were doing a stat thing in the 30th minute. Since the 21st minute, they were 17 from 17. So yeah. it just flicked a switch. It looked like a switch was flicked after the two points was kicked by the Dragons. Not good signs for us, uh, George and Lawara, is it? They've got um, the week before 40, was it 44 from 46 sets for the Warriors? And then the Dogs put 22 on together. Mm. So that's a concern for their defensive uh, intensity, I'd say. Yeah, it's just. Because you just see the Warriors, and the, I think if we followed the other game, when they versed Penrith, they were not up there. They were below 80%. So you could just say it goes on defence, trying to force an error, getting in their face, making errors happen. That's how I think. think. But it looks like, yeah, the defence went missing and the Bulldogs were able to complete sets easily. That's right. Defence is attitude. Actually, um, pretty funny thing. I was going to uh, do a little bit of banter across social media this week and tweet out the guys at the... Um, I don't know what I think it's called the Red B podcast. Oh, like, the Red B. I, I did a I did a draft tweet just to uh, you know get some banter's going, and then I was going to re- uh, tweet it the next day from the draft folder, but mm. then I saw the way they were reacting to the loss. Um, I didn't think it was going to be well received, so I just deleted that one. <laughs> good on you. Good on you. <laughs> uh, uh, there you go. Uh, Twenty-two to two. Kittery Bulldogs over the St. George Illawarra Dragons. It was a thrashing, but at the same time, I was pretty disappointed that we didn't get another trial to. I feel you. I was going to actually say that. I actually put that in my notes to say another trial to. I really felt like we should be in the 30s, if not even maybe pushing 40s. There was a few handling errors in the first half uh, around Lachlan Lewis's passing that was not hitting the target. It was going anywhere but the destin where he was aiming for. So I feel like we could have butchered a try or two in the first half. And I feel like we could have maybe scored a little bit more in the second. 
But at the end of the day, it's the first win of the season. <laughs> You've got to take the win. That's right. We'll get to the positives in a second. But, um, yeah, I was glad that we got that extra try uh, to go to 22-2. to two. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it would have been nice to see a little bit more dominance. But I suppose the club is not at that level yet. Anyway, on the bright side, the team finished with 80% completions. Uh, after that horrible start, that's a fantastic win. Um, we'll go to the players, Scotty. You want to highlight some players? Yeah, I would love to highlight uh, Will Hopawati at fullback. He, might not ret- he doesn't return the ball as hard as uh, Dallin. Because Dallin thinks he can run through brick walls, which is fantastic to watch. I love that. But uh, he thinks that because he can. <laughs> like Will Hopawati, he uh, to play to come back to fullback. It's been a while. It's last year he last played fullback. Uh, he did he, play fullback for Togger at the end of the year. Oh, that's true. But for the club, he's made he made two hundred sixty-two meters. Um, you know, of 33 runs, I mean, the, it's not maybe the, the best ratio, but the metres are up there in the legs. That's a lot of runs to do at fullback. That's something that he hasn't been doing the last few weeks at playing yeah. centre and having the COVID break as well. So that's a lot of a lot of uh, metres in those those legs with Will. But it was just his... Uh, sorry, he just, I was just going to say, quite often doesn't look like he's making a lot of metres because it's almost in slow motion, but... You look at the stats at the end of the game, and you, you're blown away. I think he was the second highest for metres gained um, to Dallin, in fact, by about four metres. So. Yeah, and I just, what, like, the good try assist to Nick Meany towards the end of the game. A nice ball to Nick. It was just nice. To, it was a nice little fullback play. It was so credit to Will. Like his, I think that's his preferred position at fullback there. Uh, he played well. But another highlight has to go to Dallin, his attitude going onto the wing. Like a lot of players like to be fullback. Uh, Dallin's a tremendous player. I've always said he's a great player, and we, we always knew he's going to bounce back. Dallin is that type of player. Good players don't go in holes for too long. Two hundred and sixty-six run meters of twenty-six runs. Yeah. He was. Ru- you were right. He was running through wars out there. Like he was <laughs> just insane on the wing as well. He could have easily had a little. Uh, I suppose you know, got in his shell, being a going from fullback to wing. You know he he loves playing fullback, but no, he just said come out there, put team first attitude. You gotta love Dallin for that. Yeah, so some... real leadership qualities. Mm. Uh, Nick Mini cracked over 130 meters this week as well, so it's like the it's like a back five, almost like cracked a lot of meters. Uh, I thought Remus had his best game. He looked more involved as well. Unfortunately, he misses next week. He... <laughs> we'll get <laughs> to that this week, I should say. Yeah. But then you go to your forwards. I don't know if I'm highlighting all your plays, but Tolman and Napa, 221 metres for Aiden Tolman. Yeah. Does this does this guy age? Like, is he is he <laughs> is he like wine? Is he getting better by age? And Dylan Napa, 197, not too far behind him. That's right. And just to add to that, Tolman had 36 tackles. Napa had 29 tackles with 100% tackle efficiency. That's insane. So what's what's tackle efficiency? Well. Uh, no missed tackles, and he had no um, no tackles where he lost the tackle. That's fantastic. That's amazing. And then someone like Raymond Vital and Marino, who just came into the starting side an hour before kickoff, named that <laughs> lock, but played in the second row. I don't know if that was to trick people because he was named. They pushed Elliot from lock to second row and put Vital and Marino at lock because he's been playing a lot of middle, but he actually played second row on the edge. <laughs> 
He was really and, good there too, I thought, um, impact-wise. His running into the defence was great. Um, yeah, 156 metres, 34 tackles. You are highlighting all the same players as I got down on the sheet. Um, yeah. You know who else I thought was actually good? I don't have the statistics, but Tua Munga. He's becoming that impact player off the bench. You've got to love him. It's the hair. It's everything. He's got a different hairstyle every week. Like from his little photo on NRL.com to the hair he brings to game day. I mean, it's, you can tell he's a bit of a, you can get a cult following. You're yeah, absolutely. Um, and just to go back on Nick Manny, he had a really good game on the wing there. Uh, hugged his sideline for his try. Uh, he got into some really good positions as well. He also scored 14 of our 22 points. So well done to Nick Meany a week after I said he shouldn't be playing on the wing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, he must have listened to the podcast and said, Matthew, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's what I was saying to my wife too. Um, yeah, obviously he's listened to the podcast and he's got out the crew as well. Yes. He's done. <laughs> For your thing, ran off to a manga, ran over an, another 100 metre game off the interchange bench at 117 metres. There you go. For you. So, impressive quite off the good, bench. Quite good stats. Now, <clears throat> Remus Smith. Uh, he's got a one-game suspension for Liam uh, Dragon's player. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointing. Remus seems to have this in his game, though, doesn't he? Despite, well, he despite Brayford Lester saying that he's a clean player, uh, the reason why he, one of the reasons why he will miss next week is because of carryover points from last season's headbutt on the Parramatta Eels winger. Just quickly, is it Benquest Stadium that he doesn't like? Does something make him angry at Benquest, or is it Fijian descent players? <laughs> <laughs> He's just headbutting a knee, but I don't know what. Like the goat was that came out of nowhere. The knee. Well, I think there was a stray arm, and he's reacted to the stray arm. He's just got to calm down. There was no need for it. Like in a game, like he almost cost us big time against Parramatta last year. The one we won at Benquest. At um, late last year, the very tight game where players were dropping left, right, and center, and doing that, seeing players going well, down. That, that was that was a fun game, though. That was real old school. I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, it was a great game, but we had the ball in the attack, and then he was this time he got tackled, and then he walked up and headbutted someone on the uh, yeah. after he got tackled, and we lost the ball in an attacking opportunity. This time it he's just given a drag. Too, yeah, the Siva. That's why it was. That's why. The... And then um. Ravalawa, Ravalawa, sorry if I pronounced that. Yeah, sorry if I pronounced it incorrectly. But a knee in the head where he gives him a knee and pins the Dragons get, get to start the set halfway down the field, like on the halfway mark, roughly. So these are yeah. things that you've got to calm down. He's definitely seems to, I don't know if it's, like I said, the Benquest Stadium, if something makes him angry. He's quite, he looks, seems to be quite emotional. If something doesn't go his way or he feels like hard done by. He drops something in, and it's at the end of the day, he's just hurting his own team. So it's a little he's bit a disappointing. Talent. He's a good talent, so hopefully this he doesn't get carried away with this sort of stuff. Oh, All right, Scotty. Player. player of the week time. Now, before we get into player of the week, uh, it has been pointed out by a listener that our maths suck. Uh, after Tolman getting two points from both yourself and me, plus his extra point for being on both lists last week, we gave him a total of three points. Of course, he should be on a total of five points for that. That has been corrected in the overall points tally as well. <laughs> so, Aiden, if you're listening, some bonus points. Well, the right points have been justified for you. Tolman. I can confirm that the listener was not Aiden Tolman himself. 
I think it wasn't it wasn't it Josh Jackson because I feel like he thinks he can get a few points. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, nah, well, wasn't any of the players. All right. Uh, would you like to go up your players this week? Actually, you reminded me before I go to my players. I have another listener who's confirmed they're going to do a tally of their own, not to add it to ours, to see if we match for our player of the year. How about that, eh? Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's correct. So we've got a listener just doing their own one. They want to do it by themselves to see how close, if we get similar, if we both come up with a similar outcome. Oh, are they picking their own players? Yes, they're picking their own. They're going to okay. keep it they're going to keep it secret and count their own points and then they'll give us a player. I thought they were just checking our maps. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. They, they, they like the concept, but they want to see if they can come up and see if it's a similar outcome. Okay, well, we might, so need, to get that. We might need to get that listener on it on the end of the year bonus episode. Yes. Yep, so um, I... Back yeah, to the, the thing. I, back to the thing. And uh, of the week, I don't think it comes to any surprise. I've been here... He could possibly, people will think that he's a listener of the show and <laughs> it's going to be Aiden Tolman again. Yeah. I've given it to Aiden Tolman. Like I said, does the man age? He's like a fine so wine out there. So that's two points for Tolman, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, 221 run meters in 58 minutes, 35 tackles. You've already highlighted some of the stats. This man just doesn't seem to age. He should be starting to decline. He's going to his. What, He's getting into the back end of his career and some of the good, the better footies coming in front of him. So I'm giving him another two points and I'm going to give two points to a man we've already mentioned in highlight, Dallin Martelli is a Lesniak. Uh, terrific. He runs through brick walls for fun. Uh, does a lot of tough runs. Uh, he's got such a motor, such heart in his playing ability and also that tri-saver. That looked like a shoe-in for the Dragons to score and that nice little push, like that, just that effort to stop yeah. it. That little push save that was the difference between the Dragons getting in at least six points. Yeah. yeah, and now we get to walk off and say Dragons didn't score a try. I mean, poor Dragons. They're struggling and they thought they had one, but it's they nice. That... They haven't scored a try since returning from COVID. So. Yeah, so um, that's something that... Uh, Dallin, like, we're easily, the game was won. There was no problem. The try goes in. It doesn't change the result of a win or a loss. But Dallin yeah. playing the full 80, that's something I need to be highlighted. Like, he could have easily gone, oh, run across and not put the effort. No, he ran across and reached out with a big push. And a big push uh, was enough to make it go touch. I mean, it was super close. <laughs> but it was enough from Dallin to save the day and that's something that is, if you look as a coach but as the way as I watch it as a fan as well that's something that makes me proud of my players that, that little effort so one point goes to Dallin who was wearing the number one funny enough <laughs> playing on <laughs> week alrighty um, my player of the week I've given it to Kieran Foran 75 minutes on return from injury uh, 22 tackles but it was his direction and leadership uh, that he brought to the team. He made players around him better. Lewis enjoyed having him back, definitely, especially in that second half. And Jackson, uh, Josh Jackson in particular, looked a much more attacking threat having Foran on the inside of him. So I had to give two points to Kieran Foran this week. I was actually, I didn't actually realise he only played 75 minutes until looking back on the stats after the game. 
but he did go off. It was a massive effort. He looked uh, completely gone at different times throughout the game. Uh, he looked like he could barely walk, but he didn't have the board. Then he'd jump into first receiver and bounce as if he was 18 years old playing his first game. So great performance there. Must could I just quickly add to Fortin? Like, like you said, his direction, like the way we're running, he straightened up our attack, which made us look much more threatening, which is awesome. But two points deserves the haircut. What a haircut. <laughs> Looks nice out there. <laughs> well, he's, he's got a history of cutting a nice haircut and then uh, letting it grow out to be a rag bag. Rag bag. Sorry, continue for your one point, sorry. Uh, one point this week, I went to Josh Jackson. 12 runs, 120 metres, 33 tackles. But... He looked uh, really good as an attacking second roller that we haven't really seen for a while. We've always seen the grit and the workhorse, but uh, jumping on out into a little bit of gaps, half breaks and line breaks, he looked very likely throughout the whole game. So I've given one point to uh, Josh Jackson there. So the leadership board, Scotty, we won't go through the entire leadership board every week, but at the moment there is only five players, so we will. This week, Aidan Tolman is first on seven points, a bit of a runaway leader now. Josh Jackson and Kieran Foran equal second on two points. Soasso, Sue, and Dallin will tell his equal third on one point. And uh, we will need to go back and watch rounds one and two to give points out for that week. A little bit of news time. Morgan Harper has been linked to Manly. Scott, you've had a big rap on Harper for a long time. How do you feel about this? Disappointed. I love Morgan Harper. Um, I think he's a terrific player. I thought he played really, really well. Well, last year against Brisbane in his debut, uh, I mean, the reports, I was the one who did tweet and Instagram it, didn't say it was confirmed, so people calmed down a little bit, I just said it was reported, uh, I hope it's not true, I think Harper would be a terrific centre, he's very young, I mean, you just go back to the grand final a few years ago in New South Cup, he stole the ball, he's crafty, he's a crafty centre, he stole the ball to win the game, He's he's got a good football brain on him. He's a really good person off the field. Uh, hopefully the reports are wrong, or hopefully he can do a backflip on Manly and save <laughs> the, the blue and whites because Morgan Harper see a big future for him if that's with us or at another club. And uh, I was hoping that, you know, he could potentially, realistically, he's got a great opportunity. Uh, he might have an opportunity this week to play this week, named in the 21-man squad to play. Uh potential to actually grab a spot in the start. Yeah, well, he's so good because uh, Kieran Holland's injured and Smith is now suspended, so there is an opportunity there. would be disappointing if we lost him. I had a feeling you'd bring up the uh Oz Cup Grand Final heroics. <laughs> I was there, and I remember after the game, they allowed us on the... That was Leichhardt, wasn't it? Yes, correct. 8,000 people over 8,000 mark. The... Blue and white everywhere. You couldn't tell who was going for who from the spam. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there was a lot of Newtown fans. There was a, probably about a 60-40 split with the actual blue and whites with Newtown on the front, which was awesome to see an old club. Uh, at the end of the game, players, the Bulldogs players invited the fans to come on and take photos with the New South Cup players. And Morgan Harper being a very popular one, signing autographs, having a good smile. I remember saying to him, I said, how does it feel? He, you know, stole the ball. Like Tony Grimaldi, I said to him. I said, the lobster took the ball, ran away for try. And I said, how's it feel? You won the grand final. And he said, no, I guess I just made a, 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 I suppose, a lucky play that just 
happened to score the match-winning try. He goes, the forwards, the forwards won us the game. Like he very quickly to brush off any connection. The week before against the Dragons, he actually made, a, a, from memory, I went to that one at Leichhardt as well. He made three try-saving tackles, and it turned out to win by six points. These are things that Morgan's a solid defender. Not much of him. He doesn't look big at all. But my God, he's tough as nails. Uh, not afraid of the tough stuff. He's crafty. He's got a bit of speed to burn as well. Uh, I just think he's just a really smart football player. And if wherever he goes, or if hope fingers crossed he stays, that he'll have a. I think he's got a good future ahead of him, Morgan. Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, some actually bigger news. I don't know if you've heard of this yet. I only found out moments before our recording. But our 2021 recruit, St. Helens prop forward Luke Thompson, may only be days away from joining the club. There has been reports of talks between uh, Canterbury Bulldogs and St. Helens. It is understood he could fly to Australia as early as next week, where he will be forced uh, to enter a quarantine period for a fortnight. Thompson would then spend a week preparing for his NRL debut and could be available for the Bulldogs within a month. It is believed uh, the Bulldogs will be forced to pay a transfer fee for the England international, but they have enough room in their salary cap to accommodate his arrival. So, boosting the forwards, perhaps on its way this year. Well, the exciting thing about it is, I think our, our, pack, our forward pack is starting to really... Well, I mean, they played... Decently against, ah, uh, sorry, Manly. The other week, you, we highlighted like you know your Tolmans, your Sarasso, Susie, Josh Jackson. No, as in against, sorry, Manly, oh, Manly was sorry. last week. Yeah, yeah, last week, and we highlighted Tolman's effort. We highlighted uh, Sawaso Sue. We highlighted Josh Jackson. Um, then I think this was our best all-round game for the forward pack. I think everyone could have walked off the field happy with their efforts including the interchange bench players. So the exciting thing is you add him to the mix. Unfortunately, a player is probably going to have to be cut from the side, which means everyone's on their toes a little bit further. They're playing pretty decently now, the forwards off the bench, the forwards who are starting. Like, does Luke Thompson get a starting spot? If he does, who does he come in for? Does he play like a lock role? Does he come off the interchange bench and become a interchange forward? It just adds an extra player I the picking on if he comes this year, it'd be, he'd start off the bench. Narpa and Tolman would be prop forwards with uh, Thompson on the bench. And as he gets it could more be... back and used to the new NRL rules and stuff, he could force his way onto a uh, starting side. It's exciting because you've got players, I thought, so I said, well, since his return from his knee injury. You, you, like you said, Renov Tormunga, he's just been enormous off the interchange bench. Raymond Fatale and Mariner, who's now being shifted to an edge. He was in the middle forward earlier. Now he's been shifted to an edge. So, well, the interesting players playing good football. The interesting part was last week. Josh Jackson and Raymond Patalamarina both played eighty minutes. So maybe mm. Dean Brick gets cut off the bench, and Luke Thompson Possibly. comes in, and then after a couple of weeks, maybe Thompson and Tolman are starting, and Napa's your impact off the bench with Tuamunga. But it's just exciting because Napa's yeah. best ever games have been uh, impact forward off the bench, in my opinion. Uh, so. It's just a, just it adds an excitement to me because it's just now you know, like you said, you said potentially Dean Britt. I think there's someone like Sawaso Sue, maybe maybe a young Ralph Wanga. You know, these are the three people who you're probably thinking not the safest in a team because they're all the middle forwards. But then you said 
oh sorry, Suasasu and Renoff. And then you said someone like Dean Britt could be cut because uh, now Raymond can go back to his preferred back row position, not playing in the middle again. It just adds excitement. That just means it's going to drive the players to, I don't know, maybe tackle a little bit harder, run a little bit Competition harder. Competition between the players. Yeah, it just excites, excites me. Uh, and then Luke Thompson knows if he gets in the side and he doesn't perform from straight away, like I know we've got to be fair to him. He's not going to maybe play enormous minutes to start. But if he doesn't perform at the get-go, he's got a really good forward sitting right behind him and saying, mate, I'm, I'm watching you. Like, you know, and it's just a competition. It's just a healthy competition across the club is my yeah, whole point. It's good to see that the club is uh, looking to bring internationals into the side. All right. This Sunday afternoon, we take on the two-time reigning champions, the Silly Roosters. Are we any chance? Of course we're a chance. You've got to be in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting a one-sided performance, though, by the Roosters in this one, unfortunately. Look at the class of the Roosters, but I don't know. Players like Foran brings confidence. Uh, Wind always brings confidence, so... I'm just hoping, I, I've tipped the Roosters. If you're tipping with your <laughs> head, you've got the Roosters. But, you know, after a win, you feel a little bit, you feel a little 10 feet taller. You feel a little bit more, the smiles are happening at training. The belief it becomes would, there. It would be the upset of the year if we were to win. But in saying that, as long as it's a good performance, we've got to make Roosters earn every point. If we can make them earn, like last year, we lost against the Roosters at ANZ Stadium and it, Felt like we were frustrating them a bit. Like, they just couldn't... They were doing set plays and we are stopping them. And they just felt absolutely frustrated. We couldn't get any quality ball, but we are like, showing a good character. We end up losing that game and then we went on to win a, a large amount of percentages of our last few games of the season. And a lot of people said the game against the Roosters, defensively in character, we showed a lot of heart and ticker. And we took that confidence. If we could do a, a similar effort like that, and walk away where we can say, yeah, that was a proud effort. We might not have got the two points, but we can walk away and say, we made the Roosters earn every single point they got that day. Then I can walk away pretty happy. Okay, well, I think we might leave that prediction part of that because that's a good way to wrap it up. I think you covered it really well. Uh, we will go through the, the team list, though. A uh, few changes since the last time we've gone through this, uh, but most of the changes actually happened before kickoff last week anyway. Um We've got Will Hopawati named the fullback, Nick Mealy and Dallin Watelli Zalesliak on the wings, Remus Smith and Jake Avrilio in the centres. Uh, Remus Smith has obviously been suspended for one game, so some player will have to come in to replace him there. Uh, Morgan Harper, perhaps. Uh, Kieran Foran and Lachlan Lewis are in the halves. Uh, and as we go down into the forwards, uh, Aidan Tolman. Jerry Marshall King and Dylan Napa are up front. Josh Jackson, Raymond Fatala, Mariner again in the second row. Will we see them two play 80 again? To wait and see. Adam Elliott's the lock, uh, which I think my favourite position for him at the moment. Uh, it was second row, but I think he's changed my mind. The bench has been named as Christian Crichton, Renoff Tuamunga, Dean Britt and Suaso Sue. And the reserves are Offa Hickey Ogden, Brandon Wakeham, well, uh, Scott's man, Morgan Harper, and Jack. Oh, it's Scott's other man, Jack Cogger. <laughs> <laughs> Cogs, so what, are we we expecting? what are we expecting? Are we expecting Harper to go straight into centre, or are we expecting Harper to drop onto the bench and Crichton to start in the backs? 
I think easy fix is just Morgan Harper into into starting centre, natural centre. He played he's played there he's, since the cup, so that makes an easier. Selection. You see, I agree with that, but it seems like the way Pay's been going this year, whether it's Aurelio on the bench or Holland on the bench, it seems to be bringing it up through the benches. So I wouldn't be surprised if Crichton starts somewhere, Harper starts on the bench, and then we might even have to have a shake-up of the backs again. Well, Christian Crichton, I don't know if many people would know, he's actually played a lot of centre and reserves, and he's played yeah. very well at centre. Like, there's games where he's more involved. So I don't know if you put him at centre next to Dallin, uh, you've, or do you switch Dallin into centre and put Crichton in the wing? Because that's another option. Dallin can come into centres and Crichton can take well, his wing spot. Dallin is, has been shown himself to be an attacking centre in the past, playing for the Penrith Panthers at different times. Um, but you don't want to lose Dallin's run metres as well. So maybe they have a, uh, a game where they're switching and swapping with each other. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Scotty, stat of the week. Stat of the dark. <laughs> and last week, Dallin Latelli Zalesniak was the stat of the week, which disappointed you and I'm sure a few of the listeners. Um, but guess what? He's back. He's back, the stat of the week. Uh, topping our run meters from last week with 266 meters. You've highlighted it earlier in the episode, but. Uh, just doing that again. Uh, what a great performance. And he's got start of the week two weeks in a row. One for a good reason. One for a not so good reason. <laughs> I wonder if he's emailed the show or something. Said, hey. <laughs> I, I wonder if uh, this, this segment will just become Dallas stat of the week. In the future. It, could, it could be. We could get the man himself to provide the stat for us. <laughs> All right, and uh, we started the head-to-head stats last week, Scott. Uh, so up against the Sydney Roosters, we've played 186 times. We've won 86 of them, lost 93, and seven drawn matches involved. Pretty, pretty even. Roosters got the again a little bit in front, but uh... yeah, seven games in front. Uh... Which is Not it always good. disappoints me if we haven't beaten the team more times than they've beaten us. There's only mm. a couple out there. I think it's uh, I think there's only Roosters, Manly, and Melbourne. This is off the top of my head. Uh, maybe Brisbane as well, but um, that would be it as far as teams that have won more games than lost against us. I just hope for an epic game where when you think about the early two thousands and then yeah, yeah, how both teams were powerhouses. And they, they went either way. So I like oh. a quality game like that. But if, if you look at the ladder and the, how Roosters are on a three-peat and the Bulldogs haven't made the finals for that long, so it doesn't entice you as an early 2000s game. But you never know. Stranger things have happened in rugby league. So That's right. And it's the first game at Bankwest Stadium between the, these two sides. So uh, history could be written. <laughs> well, will be written, hopefully in a the, in the good way. All righty, Scotty, we've got... One more little thing to go. Well, it's not a little thing, but we've got one thing to go for this episode, and it's Old Dog. Yeah, my favourite time of the week. It's <laughs> where you know I love my little links between Old Dog. So I don't think you'd be overly surprised who I've got this week. I think it's one of your favourite players as well. Uh, I'll, Rocket Rod Silver. 
Yeah, during the, the late 90s, I, I really enjoyed watching him play. I mean, 100 games for the Bulldogs, 92 for the Roosters. Almost 50-50. <laughs> but look at this, 34 tries for the Sydney Roosters to 56 tries for the Bulldogs. Yeah. He's, a, uh, he's just an exciting machine. There's, there's no, that's, uh, no surprise when his nickname is Rocket Rod. Uh, he's someone that I think you've wanted to watch football. Like, you know, you paid money to watch Rod play. He's someone that you've always highlighted and always thought when he had the ball that something could have happened. Yeah, he was a bit of a live wire. He was a safe fullback. Uh, he played a bit of wing towards the uh, end of the career as well. Uh, and the thing that most people might not know about uh, Rod Silver is, and it's a great thing, in retirement, he's uh, a bulldog. So you know how mm. players who play for multiple clubs, they always, at the end of their careers, lean one way or the other uh, with, with one team or another. Uh, it's where they identify with and who they believe is their side, well, for the Bulldogs. He's often at fan days. He's always talking about the club, uh, happy to chat to fans, uh, and he's never mentioned with the Roosters or showing up uh, during their success. So um, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, he was adamant that we were going to win the premiership. <laughs> yeah, he's not able, and he was just like, okay, we'll, we'll win every year. We'll win. <laughs> yeah, he's a big, uh, big Bulldogs fan. Mid season, obviously, a mid season recruit for the Bulldogs in '95. Another person you think of a mid season Roosters recruit is Sam Parrott. Yeah. It looks like a Bulldog too, but it's not Sam Parrott tonight. So we'll go as a rocker up. <laughs> a Sorry, stop Sam. Aside. Next week. Yeah, possibly. A, <laughs> a Penrith Jr. Broad Silver. From the Riff, playing from the Riff to Eastern Suburbs to Belmore for him. Uh, a police officer in retirement. It just goes to show the character of, you know, career after football. It's good to see that he's got a very good career uh, after football. Uh, you probably don't want to run away from him if he's, on a, if he's chasing you down, down the street. Call it. If you know he's chasing you, just stop running. He'll get you. He'll get you. Yeah. Well, I think, especially 10 years ago. I don't know about now, though. <laughs> oh, he'll get you. He'll get you. He looks. As, he looks really fit. Well, I mean, from the I, fan day and the photos at Belmore, he was at. I think he would get you just through determination or anything else. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he has ever gone through that. You know, chasing a person, and then they had a flashback of him in the football chasing someone down, and then <laughs> poof, like, because yeah, an ex football player. Uh, uh, an ex football player being a police officer. I mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to be tackled by him, would you? Yes. He wouldn't know how to hurt you in the ground, and he's using asphalt or road. He doesn't have. He does not have using a football ground to tackle you. So <laughs> he's a terrific guy, like you've mentioned before. We'll take it to a little bit more seriousness. That he's a, uh, like you said, plenty of fan days, members days for the Bulldogs that he rocks up to wearing a Bulldog shirt. Uh, easy to chat to, terrific bloke. Uh, a few years ago, when the Bulldogs were back to Belmore, he was actually working a shift at Belmore Sports Ground as a police officer. Took a photo of Steve Price. Looks fit. Uh, an f- excitement machine. Uh, yeah, he actually had a long-spanning career since 1988 to 2001. Very yeah, long career in the NRL. Uh, anyone who plays... He finished at 192 games, unfortunately. Couldn't get into that 200 club where he deserved to be. But anyone who plays that many games plays it for a reason. And, uh, you know, he's a legend for both clubs. 
it's longevity. We shouldn't be, and when I say we, I mean rugby league fans as a whole shouldn't be putting massive amounts. Like it's great to play two hundred games, three hundred games, three hundred fifty games, but the length of career, fourteen mm. season, massive. Yeah, I mean, he fell short of a milestone at the Roosters with ninety two games. He's only eight games away, and only hundred games at the Bulldogs. Like he's a legend for both teams, but uh, it's almost no, like when you see him, <laughs> but like no, you said, like when you see him at fan days, he's uh, a bulldog at heart, and he definitely won't be going for him this week. Just ask, uh, just ask Mitchell Pierce about Roosters loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, and a few little bits of bants there against the silly Roosters. I think that's a good way to finish the episode, Scott. Yep, yeah, we'll take care, everyone. All right, enjoy the footy.